From the Middle Tennessee Association of Realtors, you're listening to Tenants in Common, a podcast sharing stories, motivation, and insight into the real estate industry. Welcome back to the Tenants in Common. This is uh, the next segment for our uh, Rutherford County uh, mayoral candidates. Uh, Mr. Royce Johnson is joining us uh, to give us a little background about him and and what he is uh, running on and and what brought him to uh, politics. So, uh, Royce, if you don't mind uh, sharing with our group kind of a little bit about yourself and and what brought you, what really made you make the... uh, wonderful decision <laughs> that you wanted to jump into this uh this race for uh rutherford county mayor all right well my name on the ballot is royce olin johnson i'll explain that a little bit okay. okay growing up i've been here 53 years i've been here a long time yeah uh growing up our mother always called us by our middle name olin so everybody knew me through high school uh and into college as olin but in the business world they make you go by your first name so they called me royce and so that was an adaption. Now I can answer to both of them. I'm pretty good at catching <laughs> both. But so I thought I'd make it easy on the people that know me forever and put go ahead and put the whole name on there. So on there, it's Royce Olin Johnson. Um, been here, as I said, 53 years. Um, I went to Bradley Elementary, Central Middle School, Riverdale High School, on to MTSU and Ashford University, where I have uh, three college degrees. I've earned three college degrees. One is a bachelor's in business administration. One's a bachelor's in public administration, the government side of it, and one's a master's in criminal justice. Um, you know, I have uh, basically loved this place. I've always been around special needs, and and, and I'm going to get to why I got into politics here in just a second, but I have four children. I have zero biological children. Uh, I have two wonderful stepdaughters that are from my wife, uh, Sarah Jan. Uh, it's first marriage, and they are 30 and 28. Uh, and then I have two adopted special needs children. Uh, that's Elijah and Milena, and my son is from Florida. My girl's from Georgia, and they're both special need autistic. And so I got to serve on the impact board for special kids for a lifetime volunteer um, while my kids were kind of going through therapies there. Uh, so I've always loved Rutherford County. It's always a big county, uh, you know, big place but kind of kept it small feel for a while it's kind of trying to get a big feel now but um you know i got a, a chance uh, mr luger the rockville high school principal asked me one time when i was in there and i get this question a lot and just to answer your question um you know i was in picking up my daughter for uh, uh, going to a dentist appointment and so he asked me he said what in the world are you thinking running for rutherford county mayor <laughs> And, and I just told him, real simple, it's because I care and I feel like we're getting behind. And I don't want to see us get behind any further because we're going to become a place, instead of where people want to come, where people are going to start leaving. Okay, because when you have uh, chaotic growth, what I call chaotic growth, not planned growth. Growth is great, don't get me wrong. Growth is wonderful, but it needs to be planned. Mm-hmm. You know, it needs to be controlled, planned growth. Uh, when you get uncontrolled, what happens is what you got now. You've got road infrastructure that needs to be fixed. You're behind in schools. Your crime rate's up. You've got a lot of stuff that goes on that comes with that massive chaotic growth. You know, in business, you know, we have a three, five, uh, three, five, ten year business plan. We're planning our growth. We're building the building and bringing the growth. 
Okay, we're selling our growth. Uh, here we're playing catch up. Okay, growth has come to us and we hadn't been very good at catching up. So we got to catch up some. So I got in it just simply because I cared. Um, I almost did it four years ago. And my daughter and son were going to be 13, 14, going into middle school and high school. And I just, I said, no, my kids need me more than the county does. Uh, well, this time I asked my daughter and uh, the, the more severe one. And I asked her, is it okay if daddy runs? She said, sure. So daddy got in, and I'm only doing this because I care. You know, I understand that when you're elected by the people, you work for the people, and so you need to be listening to people. And I've always felt like politics should not be a career choice. It should be a servant's choice. You get in, you serve, you teach the younger crew, you get out. Don't, don't make this a career choice because you lose sight of what you're really doing. You're there. At, Ronald Reagan said it best. We the people. We the people tell the government what to do. Government doesn't tell us what to do. Big government ain't the solution. It's the problem, okay? You, you have to listen to people. You have to work for the people who elect you. You guys are my boss. When I get enough votes to be mayor, you are my boss. I work for you. So how else can I help you if I won't listen to you? You see, I, that, that, I'm, the politicians make me so mad, though, especially the ones that will pat you back, shake your hand, ask for your money, take a picture, and you get in the office and won't answer an email. You can't ever reach them no more. Well, that's not working for the people. That's working for, for you, and then four years later, you're going to ask me the same thing, right? That's not what this was set up for. So I'm in it simply because I care. I want to serve you guys. I want to help. I want to take my education, my life. We grew up poor. A lot of people know this. It's all over the video. We got, I came out of the project. I'm a survivor of child abuse, okay? I am what somebody else can be by hard work and determination. Just don't quit. Well, you brought up uh, something that actually rings for me. I have a special needs son as well. It's my oldest uh, son who just graduated uh, from Rockville High School um, and will be 18 on the 1st. Uh, so, uh, you know, having grown up with that, of course, you know, with him, didn't have a lot of experience, obviously, or, or you know, help in that regard. And it was actually funny is uh, I've had both the best experience in special education and the worst experience in special education in this state. Yeah. And one of the best experiences was his fifth grade special education teacher at, at Barfield Crescent Elementary School, Miss Parr. Um, she's an amazing woman and still is in the education system. But then also some of the worst uh, experiences is once they get out of that elementary school age and into the middle and high school, they have a tendency to kind of get left behind. So I'm assuming, I'm making an assumption here, which is dangerous, I understand, that you at least have some experience and knowledge in, in some of that world and, and how that operates. Is that anything that you're taking uh, kind of with you if you're elected as mayor? And, and do you have any kind of um, thought process about the projection of not just our school system, but even specifically some of the special education aspects of our school systems? Absolutely. I've, I've lived it. I've lived IEPs their entire life. Yeah. Okay. So I understand it. You know, I am my, my voice, my, my son's voice, my daughter's voice. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I learned, you know, I've had the same thing you've had. I've had one, one school, and I'm talking about it right here in Justin Rutherford County. I had one school that was just awful. And uh, I was not very happy. And then I've had two other schools that I've absolutely loved. Mm -hmm. Three other schools that I've absolutely loved with the special education. You, you know, I, I've learned from the special education side that uh, early intervention is one. 
right? But the second part of that is, is the parent is a teacher as well. So let me explain that. As we try to develop our education plan, the individual educational plan, as we call them IEPs that people don't know, um, you know, I learned a long time ago that you have to take what you know as a parent and how you raise your child and how your child learns, what the therapist is telling you, how they learn and what they're dealing with, and then what the teacher sees in the school. And if we all three become a team, we get a better education for our children, right? If you get a break in one of those chains to where somebody says, it's got to be my way, and they're not listening to the people who live with you daily, right? They live with their parents or the therapist who does the, the professional side of it. And you get a principal or a teacher that doesn't want to listen. You get a bad plan, don't you? You get a bad system. Oh, yeah. But if you get the good teacher and the good principals, like I've had in the last three schools, you know, it's a wonderful experience because it's a give and take. You know, they're telling me what my child's doing at school. I'm learning what the therapist is saying. I'm giving them what I know. And they change, right? So this isn't a one-size-fits-all because as their needs change, mine are both autistic, as their needs change, as they grow, as they become teenagers and they try other challenges, we all got to adapt mm -hmm. because in the end, we got to take that kid forward. So from, from that standpoint, yes. Uh, I've talked to the Williams Family Farm owners out there and kind of what they're redoing out there and how their growth system uh, my daughter is going to get to be part of the workforce program in school next year. So she's going to get to do a half a day of workforce and then half a day back. My son's school. about to start doing that as well. That's a yeah. great program. It's a great, it's a great program. And, and so what we try to teach those kids that, um, you know, one, if we can make them independent, we want to, if we can't, uh, we want to teach the community how they can serve. Uh, and those kids are very good in different places. Kroger is really good at using some of those kids. They are. Um, I think of safety places for my kids, uh, things like roller skating rinks, things where I know the owners and I know the kid's not going outside. I know the crew that's there is pretty safe. I know there's not a gun inside. I'm not worried about the public walking in. you got to pay to get in and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So I think of those things when I think of my kids and where they want to work. And so I, I try to get them jobs in that neighborhood. Um but we need more than that. We need to teach our special education. We need to teach our community about special education. You know, and that's all part of my world. Of what is part of all that diversity plan, right? It's not just about your race, ethnicity, and all that stuff. It's also about special needs. Absolutely. You know, all that's inclusive. We can help each other. I agree. And we can, we can train those kids. Those kids are great. My daughter's the hardest worker I've ever known. Absolutely. But if she wants to earn money for her dolls, She'll say, can I do my chores, Dad? Yeah. She'll go do every one of her chores, come back, pay Daddy. <laughs> so you're going to go put it in the bank. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's what I love. She's got a mission. She's driven to get that mission. You tell her what she's got to do, she'll go do it and get it done. Right? I love that about those kids. You ain't got to, you know, some of them, you have to hand walk them. But that's okay, too. Absolutely. And that's just where they're at in that need. But, yeah, I think they need to be more involved in the community, more learning. Uh, I got to say, from a long time ago, when my kids were first autistic, uh, you know, first diagnosed autistic, uh, back then, you know, my child, my son will be 18 in October, my daughter 17 in October. Uh, but, you know, back then, it was a little bit ruder, I think you would say. You know, we'd go through Walmart, and, and she would be having a meltdown because she couldn't handle all the noise of the people and everything. And 
And you'd walk by people and they'd say, well, that just that child just needs a spanking. And it takes everything out of you not to turn around and say, no, she's got autism. What's your problem? You know, what's your excuse? But you learn to take the high road because when people make comments like that, okay, they're speaking out of, and not the negative term, but they're speaking out of what they don't know, okay? Mm-hmm. They're speaking about what they assume. They have no idea what the child goes through. They have no idea what the parent goes through. They have no idea that the child may be adopted. They have nothing. They made a statement thinking it's a discipline issue. And I think the world has changed a lot since then because the people are more understanding. And that's what we need. We, we need to continue that involvement with the community to be understanding and accept these kids. So uh, long answer, but that's a passion. No, I, 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 yeah, I, I see that. Well, one of the things that, that uh, I think is important for a lot of people who uh, I make the assumption with you guys coming on here that they don't know you. Oh, yeah. I think that's a safe assumption with, with, yeah. with a lot of people because the truth is you look at the size of Rutherford County and the number of people that vote, it's very disproportionate uh, in a ratio. <laughs> I, I can't believe the low voter turnout. Yeah. So, and I'm begging people, go vote, please. Yes. I don't care who you vote for, vote. And that's, that's one of those things. Uh, it, it's actually funny. You talked about some of the diversity thing. And, and the, the one of the things that has uh, been very eye-opening to me is uh, some of the minority communities are actually uh, – especially certain minority communities are, are very passionate about that is their constitutional right. That's right. Uh, especially ones that have come from areas where they didn't have that right. And uh, I would challenge somebody to tell them that you're not going to vote and see what happens. Uh, but that being said, I do want to, so I want to give people, you know, uh, just a brief taste of, of as much as we can in the limited time that we have. Sure. So one of the questions I would have for you is, you know, you've been around here a long time. You, you've seen Rutherford County grow. You've seen it change. And I'm, I'm assuming you've been around the political scene, you know, at least knowledge wise for a little while now. What, you know, let's skip ahead. You are elected Rutherford County mayor. What do you think one of your biggest hurdles going into this is going to be, uh, you know, starting from day one? Lord, there's so many big hurdles. I mean, there, there's, I've, I've said it all over the place. You've got the road infrastructure issue. I don't look at it as simply a road infrastructure issue. I, I look at it as a public safety issue. You've got roads out there that don't even have pull-offs. Cop, fireman, ambulance goes down through there. People stop like they're supposed to stop. Now everybody's stuck. That's somebody's life and an emergency on the other end. Seconds could equal life. You know, yeah, it's just not road infrastructure that we're behind. We're talking about public education. What are we teaching our kids in school? Our public safety. You can't tell me our children are safe in portables. Okay? SRO officers don't have a chance. They can shoot right through the side of a building. They ain't even got to go inside now. We've got to get the schools called up. We've got to figure that plan out. We've got to work with the school board. Mount Trashmore, you know, out there, uh, Republic. Uh, there, There's things on the table for Republic. Uh, just so you know, uh, you know, Republic is, is open to negotiation because they need the dirt, okay? Um, but what they're willing to do there, and this negotiation's already been in place, uh, still going, is they're willing to buy out the landfill and and do it the right way so that old landfill doesn't have a liner on it and that's why you're getting the pollution smell and the pollution in the water so they want to buy that out build the new landfill clean that one up okay put the liners in it where you need get rid of the smell and start cleaning that thing up uh, in that negotiation we're going to be allowed to, to negotiate down the amount of counties counties coming in here um, 
on top. So that'll help bring that trash pile down and, and get this unlimited roll off the table. Mm -hmm. The biggest portion of it is, you know, the biggest thing for Rutherford County, benefit of Rutherford County is they're also willing to take the EPA liability. Now that's huge because that thing is polluted and the environmental police are just waiting. <laughs> to jump on them. Yeah. So if you clean it, do it right, and you're responsible for it, I'm good for you. The other thing that allows us to do is it double, maybe double up the host fees and we get more money for the attorneys that comes in because we're going to re reduce the county. Probably not going to be a gain, but it, it could help us offset the amount of counties we come down because they get paid by the attorneys. But the other thing that, that allows us is leave the tip and freeze so Rutherford County citizens don't have to increase the cost. Now, that's the beginning portion of the cleanup. The backside of that is there's two options that people have been looking at, waste away and Pratt. Waste away is what we call a dirty murder. So they take all the trash, right? And the problem is, is they create this thing called a fluff or a pellet. And they, the big selling point is, well, they can take that and compress it like particle board and use it for roofing materials for 30 years. Well, and then they bring up, well, I could sell it to TVA and they could burn it and use it for, for gas power. The problem is, is waste away is not new. It's been here for 16 years. The problem is you keep, they keep saying they made a certification. And if you meet the certificate, great. The problem is you haven't produced the certification, so it's all talk to me. Give me the certification. I like your product. So we have to table that until you can prove what you're saying. Okay? And it's taken a while. But if you can do it, I'm all for it. Okay? Because I'd rather get rid of all of it. The other side of that is Pratt Industries. Um, you know, they're willing to put a nice building. I've seen the building. Uh, the, the, what the look of the building would be over on a Florence Road by the rail system. They're willing to put tra trash compactors at the high school for recycle, not trash compactors, sorry, recyclable compactors at the high school. And that would be what we call a clean room. That would be your cardboard here, your bottles here, your, your glass here, your plastics here, your glass here, and then the trash in the trash. They're willing to pick that up at no cost to the county residents, okay? So that in itself would bring down the amount of trash going in there by 30 to 35 to 45%. That helps reduce it. Get a little cleanup going, get the recycling down. We're teaching our high school students how to recycle and maybe start anew. The other thing that goes along that, we, we move convenience centers like the one out on Samarin that drives everybody crazy because it blocks up the entire road down to places where it's houseable and more friendly. It's called a convenience center. It needs to be a little more convenient. Um, those are just three big issues. Um, so I, I think one of the things that we missed though, when you talk to the public, I always said this, you, you can't lead if you can't listen. Okay. I've got 20 plus years in, in, in management and business. Okay. I've, I understand management. I understand how to run people. I own a business. I'm an engineer. Okay. I got a college education. You can't lead if you can't listen. You don't know where you're going. You got to listen to the people. Now, talking to the people out there, everybody I've talked to, those three issues I just gave you are their top three. They're worried about public safety. They're worried about what we're teaching kids, okay? They're also worried about the road infrastructure and the traffic. I mean, we're at 356,000 people. Mm -hmm. By 2045, we're supposed to be at 555,000 people. That's another 200,000 people. If we don't fix these roads and these schools and some of the issues we have now, and we don't start planning way out there for that growth, you're gonna get what you got now, which is behind you, reactive, okay? You're not proactive, you're reactive, okay? So we need to get back in front. And that's exactly why I got in. I mean, I wanna to listen to people, I wanna help, I wanna give my knowledge, but I know this for management. I'm smarter as a team than I am by myself. 
okay? You put smart people around you and you empower them and you give them the tools to do their job, then we get progress, okay? I don't have to have all the answers. I need to have listening ears, okay? And I need to bring smart people around me and, and take in all sides and go forward. And that, that's how we change this culture and we go forward. Okay. One of the big uh, things that, that uh, has come up a couple times when I've talked to a few people and then also, uh, you know, I've experienced it myself is these items, uh, you know, our county governance and then our city governance are, have come into a situation of working sole and separate. Yeah. And I don't believe for one second, especially from the county's perspective, city might have a little bit more of an advantage that it can be done sole and separate. The county, Rutherford County cannot fix the traffic problem without the city helping in some way, shape, or form. You know, the the same thing with the the waste management, same thing with public safety. You know, you need, I believe, and I, from what I'm hearing from a lot of people, you need that relationship to be healed to truly make a lot of this progress happen. You do. And that may take a mayor to mayor sit down. And I know Mr. McFarland, and I know Tony Leahy, so whoever it is, I don't know Nathan, but I do know the other two, and we can sit down and we can have a talk. Uh, you know, everything's about teamwork. But when we're talking road infrastructure, guys, it goes a little bit further than that. To fix the road infrastructure, you have to not only work with your city mayors, you have to work with your adjacent county mayors, and you have to work with the state, because some of these roads belong to the state. Mm -hmm. But this is where planning comes in, okay? If it's going to take about eight years for TDOT to fix something, Let's go ahead and put that on the roadmap now because we know where we're headed in eight years so that when we get there, the road infrastructure is there for Let's talk about the Liliana project, the sulfur sharing project, mm -hmm. okay? They want to put the industrial building out there, but they don't have the infrastructure. So what are you going to do? You're going to send semis and everything down Sulphur Street Road. What do they do? They get stuck. Those are residential roads, okay? Now I'm understanding that the, the people who own the industrial park are willing to come in and help pay for the cost of the roads and stuff, and that's all great. But we need to start planning. We need to put infrastructure in and then buildings. Not buildings and then deal with it. That is backwards, okay? We need to understand how all this works together because it can all go at a good plan. If you know this is three years longer than this, then let's start three years earlier, right? Let's go ahead and get on that project so that when they get here, they're ready. Everybody's ready to roll so we don't hold up the whole train. But we have to do it together. Okay. And that's the key. Uh, you know, even with the city, you know, the, we talk about the landfill. Okay, the landfill's a county issue. It's in the county. Oh, yeah. Waste management's a county issue. Now, city can agree to join in that and use it, or they can agree to stay out and pay for their own trash dump or whatever, or tra their own trash pickup and stuff. But to me, it's what's better for the county system. From a county mayor standpoint, it's not the county. You're looking at every city, everybody inside the city, everybody inside the county. You work for everyone. Mm -hmm. So you need to listen to everyone and understand it from both sides. You know, I've always told people, I said, you guys really don't want me to be president. You know why you don't want me to be president? Because every committee is going to be a bipartisan committee. You're going to give a little, and you're going to give a little. And, oh, by the way, you can stay there until you give me something better for the people. I don't have to have a home run, but i got to move forward. Okay, we're not going to stay here. We're going to move forward. Now, how do we do it together? And you got to push the issue a little bit to say, listen, man, it doesn't have to be all your way. It doesn't have to be all your way. It's, it's not my way. This is what's best for the county citizen. 
and what's best for the county citizens and what we're going to do because that's what they elected us to do. Okay? And so you got to just, sometimes you got to be a people person in politics. Oh, I agree. So that's just where I come from. And yeah, it's, it's all, you work together. If you just button heads, we're wasting everybody's time, wasting people's taxpayers' money. We don't need that. You know, that's no. not what this is about. No, and I, I think that's a. I think that's one of those things that uh, I do enjoy seeing the new blood, if that makes sense, come into play. Um, uh, I'm a transplant, so I'm, I'm here from another state, and and so I I've seen ideas come in, and and I have without a doubt found my you know forever home. I love uh, being in Rutherford County. It's the schools have been great to my kids, and so on and so forth, and and I've become passionate about the politics side of things here. But it is very frustrating sometimes to see when people would say, oh, the good old boy system. And I was used to hearing that both of my, my family's from deep South Alabama. So, you know, you kind of heard the term a lot, but you don't believe it in 2020 or you know, 2018 or, you know, that, that some of that still plays. But there is some still play to it. So the one thing I can honestly say with you speaking to you, which this is the first time you and I have gotten to talk. Yeah. I've talked to Randy a couple times and he joined us right before you. Uh, you both have a sense of we're not exactly going to play that game anymore. Yeah, no, this this has nothing to do with me. This is the county people. I'm here to serve them. Yeah. And if y'all elect me, I work for you. I am here to work for you. Now, I'm here to give you my business experience. I'm here to give you my educational side of experience. I'm here to listen. I'm here to bring you, uh, you know, a different view, a different perspective of how to get there. You know, in business... And in engineering, we, we look for a problem. It may be five problems. We look for five root causes. We fix all five root causes. We, we, we find the roadblocks. We clear the roadblocks. We move forward progress. Let's bring on the next issue. Um, and and that you have to have that mentality. You need... The county is a big business. The city is a big business. It's, it's just a business. Okay? It's not a personal thing. I'm not here to make myself rich. Care nothing about the salary, to be honest with you. So you aren't, you aren't going to make yourself rich in that job. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I don't really, I, I don't want to sound negative. Mayor's mayor, but it ain't the title. It's about progression. It's about working for people. My name's the largest. If you notice, I did so many things different. Now, I hope people learn how to campaign a little differently by watching my campaign. Okay? I've got a nice big F-450 out there, rolling billboard. Got my face all over it, but if you're going to put your face and name on it, follow all the rules because they'll call you out in a minute. Uh, but anyway, my first name is the largest for a reason. Most campaign signs, everybody's last name is largest. My first name is largest. I did that for a reason. I want you to know me on a first name basis. You see me on the street, Mayor, just say, hey, Royce, can I talk to you? Absolutely. I work for you. I, I can't go in business and tell my boss you can't talk to me. Why wouldn't I talk to you? You know, somebody said, what are you going to do if, if, if they have a different opinion of yours? I'm going to listen. It's okay to listen. Sometimes you might learn something. But the real big difference is that we have freedom of speech up until inside the right, and that's where it breaks the law, okay? You can stand there all day to me and tell me your point of view, and I can give you my point of view. We don't even have to agree at the end of the day, mm -hmm. but I can respect that you have a point of view that's different than mine. Now, you can't touch me and don't go tearing up buildings. But you have a right to your opinion. Welcome to America. You know, a lot of countries don't have that right. And, and so we have got to get back to where we are serving people. I, I've always said, I think I said it earlier, 
Politics should not be a career choice. It should be a servant's choice. You get in, you serve the people, you train, teach people behind you, the younger crews coming along. One of these guys is going to be president one day. I don't know where they're at in the world, but somebody between 20 and 30 is going to end up president one day. Hopefully they've paid attention and learned some of this and how the economy works, okay, and and how, how government works. It's different from the private sector. There's other little red tapes you got to go through. But I understand that stuff because I've got the government degree too. I get both sides and I've got the criminal justice to navigate through. And I'm also smart enough to listen to people who put smart people around me. I'm just trying to help. That's why I want to be your mayor. I do. I need everybody's votes. I appreciate that. Well, as we wrap up, here's my uh, the, the couple questions everyone gets that you don't get out of here without answering. So, Let's go. Uh, first one, first one. What is, if you had one book you could recommend to everybody listening, what's your favorite book that you've ever consumed? Now, I understand I'm an audible guy, so I, I listen to more books than I read. But what, if someone was going to go consume a book that you were going to recommend, which one would it be? The Bible. Okay. And I know that people, well, that's a cheesy answer. No? You know, that's the answer for me. Felita Smotherman, our first vice president, would probably give him the exact same answer. She, I think she did, as a matter of fact, when I asked her that question on the podcast, that she gave that exact same answer. So, uh, so no, I respect that answer. Here's the other one. You get a billboard. Big flashing lights. Big everybody's going to see it. Sure. What does it say on that billboard? Oh, good question. Man. I like that one. Uh, we the people, and that includes everybody. Every race, every ethnicity, every special need, we the people, let's bond together. I like it. Now, for anybody who's going to be hearing this or watching this on YouTube, how can they follow you? How can they get a hold of you? Okay, uh, there's several ways. Um, Navigation Advertising Marketing does my website campaign. It's Royce Johnson for RutherfordCountyMayor.com. Okay. Okay. They do my uh, Instagram, my webpage there. I also tell people to follow me on my personal Facebook page. Now, I do that for a reason. But to do that, you've got to put my middle name in there. It's Royce Olin Johnson, and that's O-L-E-N Johnson. And then you can follow me there. And, and I did that for a purpose because I don't want people to think they know me for this one of the time because I'm running for office. You can go back and look at me for 15 years. I am the same person, Okay. I just want you to know who I am and why I'm doing what I do, okay? I believe in teaching our kids, you know, our four, that we're here to serve and help others. And as long as we do that long enough, when we need time and help, somebody will help us, okay? So those are two ways. Now, if you want to call me on the phone, the phone number is 615-605-9067. I have sat down with many people. I have taken many phone calls. I will answer any questions. From the hard left to the hard right, it's okay. I am a conservative. I am an independent in this race, but I am a conservative. And, you know, I am available at any time to answer your question and and let you decide whether you want to vote for me or not. Okay? I had a good friend tell me one time, and I've always kind of taken this, uh, uh, because I'm, too, a very strong conservative, uh, but he said something to me that's always stuck with me. It's, it's, uh, you know, some of his favorite conversations are with people from the completely opposite side because his belief is everybody wants what's best for our kids. We just may have a different belief on how we get there. That's right. And so, you know, at least having the conversation and keeping an open mind and, and uh, learning 
from everybody's point of view can do nothing but make you a more well-rounded individual. So yeah, totally agree. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate you sharing a little bit with us and uh, good luck with the race. And, and like I said, we'll, uh, we'll get this out to you as well and, and uh, look forward to seeing how it all turns out. I appreciate it. And I, th- I, I like the spontaneity questions. I, I do, you know, I get this a lot, but the, you know what? That's what it needs. You know, people want answers to their questions. If you don't answer them, they're going, I'm not sure about this guy, but I have a stance. And I thank you for taking time and inviting us, really. Um, You know, it's just lets the people get informed, know who the candidates are uh, and and how they they feel most lines up with them. And then go vote. Please go vote. Absolutely. Get out and vote. Uh, Come to MTAR. MTAR is a voting... uh, location so come down here and vote and and, uh, see us while you're here so thank you so much for your time we greatly appreciate it thank you sir thank you thank you for listening to tenants in common find out more about the association and upcoming events at www.mtar.org and follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at midtn realtors duplication or publication of this podcast is strictly prohibited without the written consent of the middle tennessee association of realtors until next time